All right, so we just finished an amazing talk by Darius Daniels called I See It Now. And I'm going to send it over to Father Chad to see what kind of notes he wrote down today. So, Father Chad, go ahead and take it over. Man. There's so much goodness there, and I'm a processor, so, I mean, it's tough for me just to go straight out of that. Like, my brain is like, whoa! Um, where you sit determines what you see. What you see determines what you do. We all have to understand that where we're sitting right now, we don't. We only get part of the picture. We can only see to the corner. Where God sees around the next corner, down the next mile, up the next hill, across the next... 50 years. So we only get a piece. And what's great about that is that's, that's where, that's where the trust, that's where the trust comes in. And that's why our peace has to come from our dependence and our trust in God. Um, if God hasn't given you an answer now, it's because you don't need an answer now. Maybe God is trying to wean you off something you have become codependent on Maybe he gave us a gift that's become our crutch. And so we can't move forward because we can't have that as our crutch. We have to learn how to go back to being dependent on God and understand that a gift is just a gift. Managing seasons. This has been a tough season for everybody. And, you know, and then he, he talked about how when Lazarus was dead, everyone said, Lazarus is dead. Lazarus is dead. And Jesus said, Lazarus is asleep. And, and Jesus wasn't in a hurry. Jesus was never that I'm aware of in his three and a half years. He was never in a hurry. He was never stressed. He was never rushing. He was always present all the time. And, you know, in the military, they taught us slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And, you know, you know, the story of the tortoise and the hare. And, and sometimes I feel like sometimes, especially in this business, we feel like we have to be, be sprinting and running and pulling our hair out and our hair falling out. And there's this stress and there's this whirlwind of stuff that happens sometimes. And God was like James Bond. He was calm, cool, and collected, liked his drinks shaken, not stirred. He was just in the rhythm. He was in the flow. He was in the slipstream. He, was, he just had that calm, cool, collected all the time. Um. Man, God, I don't want this to happen to anybody, but why me? Isn't that how we say sometimes? I think, I think we all do. We say, we say, why me? Why is this happening to me? And I think so many times God is giving us a gift in the adversity and we don't see it right now, but later we realize why, you know, I mean, in the military, it's, it's interesting because the, by design, you're supposed to be stressed out all the time. And you're so stressed out when you're in the military by design that when you actually deploy to another country, it's almost like vacation because it's so much more relaxed. But when the crap hits the fan and your instincts kicked in, you're like, oh, now I get it. Why I had to live in this type of environment the whole time because it, it kicks in. And I think so much, so much, instead of saying, why me, why me, why me, we need to be saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because in that, 
in that in those circumstances in that environment god is actually giving us the gift of adversity because it takes the crushing and it takes the stretching and it takes the molding and the shaping and we've all heard about the diamonds being forged in the fire that's why in this in this business we have to go through the struggle there is no shortcut around it we all have to pay the price and it's a struggle there's no there's no getting your chiseled arms like Tay without the struggle. You don't just say, hey, I hope I wake up tomorrow and I look like I work out. You got to work out to look like you work out, <laughs> right? You don't just appear triple diamond. You, When someone goes triple diamond, you know a few things about that person. You know they've sacrificed. You know they've been rejected. There's a lot of things that you know that happen in that person's journey because it's the price that has to be paid to get the thing. And I'll just do a couple more because I, you know, I, I, I love this whole thing. Um, thank God for the hedges we don't know about. For every time the devil gets through, how many more times are we protected? Praise God for the things he blocked that we don't know about. You know, think about this. You're home. You're getting ready to go somewhere. You're like, all right, we've got 10 minutes. We've got 10 minutes. Everybody's uh, you know, you're like, now we have five minutes. You can't down. This is me, right? This is like every, every weekend for church. I'm like, all right, let's load the car. And it's, and it's like, if people are running late and I'm like, ah, well, I, I, I planned, I prepared. And then you're driving down the road and you look over and you see that accident. Well, what if you were protected from you being in an accident because you missed your turn or because you're running late? Isn't that a time to be thankful rather than to be irritated and stressed? How many times is God protecting us from things and we don't even know it? So I think instead of saying, why God, why God, we just have to trust God. You know, I went to this funeral a few years ago in Atlanta, Georgia, for a guy that was diving. He was 58 years old. Now, that would seem like this guy was super healthy. I called him a real life Indiana Jones. And he had traveled to so many countries. He had gone on over 400 missions trips out there fighting for the Lord on his way to a missions trip. He had a heart attack complications. Everyone believed he would, you know, be raised from the dead or, or get better. And he had multiple surgeries and he passed away. And so some of us could look at that situation and go, that doesn't make sense. When I went to his funeral, it was a, it was a true celebration of life. And at the end, his wife and his family and the closest friends, they all turned and they faced the crowd after they, after they celebrated his life and said he ran his race so well that he got to beat a lot of the family home. And they comforted the crowd who was crying. And, and I was one of those lucky people that got to go on a missions trip with him. And there were a thousand plus that stood up that had been impacted by this guy going on a missions trip. So in his 58 years, he might as well live to be 300 because he lived 300 years worth of life in 58 years. So while a lot of us in the crowd were saying, why me? <clears throat> the family and friends were saying, God is good. Um, don't label people based off what they say while stressed. Man, imagine if you and I were, uh, if our tagline was at our worst, you know, when we were at our worst point in life and we yelled at our spouse or we were a jerk to whoever. So we have to give grace, I think, in those, in those circumstances. Sometimes just give the gift of your presence, proximity. Uh, don't know what to say or do. Just be there. I think that's that's something that's so, so important. And um, the last one I'll say here is just because something doesn't make sense to you and I doesn't mean that it doesn't make sense. 
and you know, hindsight is always 2020. So sometimes we just have to wait because we know after the storm is when we get the rainbow. So while we're in the storm, we have to remember that the rainbow's coming and that it will all make sense eventually. And we'll be able to look back and go, oh, now I see it. So I think if we position our hearts to understand that in the crushing and in the difficulty and in the stress and in the different things that God is actually working on us. And that's a good thing because we're all under construction and he's not finished with us yet. So we just always have to be thankful for that. So thanks for bringing this one to us, Joel. This was amazing. And it was awesome. I loved it. So good, Chad. Thanks. Thank you, Father Chad. Now we're going to throw it down to, um, haven't figured it out yet. I'm either going to go with Reverend or Bishop T. Young. That sounds good to me. Bishop T. Young. Go ahead and throw out uh, the amazingness that I know you're about to bring with us. So get ready to preach because I know you took amazing notes. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Pastor Derek is actually one of my favorite like teaching pastors because he get he just gets on the roll where he just comes out with things that makes you kind of kind of think and just get more deep into it. Uh, so he had a lot, but it's one thing that Chad does because I was wondering so many notes. I'm like, where do I start? Uh, and Chad just said something that just really, I think for me, just kind of, um, it's almost like a base, a foundation where I think everything has to start from. And he said, position our hearts to understand in the midst of the circumstance, in the midst of everything. And I think that's uh, the thing about Job, how he talked about in the beginning, he said there was this righteous man. Like Job was positioned to endure everything that he went through so that when it did come, uh, I'm not necessarily sure if you guys read the story of Job, like he always went to God, like he considered God before he considered anything that was happening. And I think that was because his heart was positioned into a way like he knew that God was faithful. He knew that everything that he had was because of God. So uh, I love that first. Uh, and I love when he, he gave the, the quote by Kierkegaard. He said, life is built forward, but only understood backwards. And I think that's so relatable because I just think about us like I'm a kid from. Uh, Alabama grew up in Alabama, found my way in South Dakota where I met my wife. And then we're living in Florida with no family ties, no anything. And we don't understand how all of that happened. But what I think back over the last uh, five years, the last 10 years, I think about how God pieced together every step of the way. And it's like now I understood why I went and I saw this guy who my uncle told me was following my whole career throughout football who told me don't settle here in your hometown. Like, you got an education. They would never pay you enough to fulfill that. So uh, just pieces like that that look back, and I look back, and I'm like, I, I, I'm so thankful that I had the wisdom to listen to my uncle to go see a guy who had been following my story in my journey from high school to college uh, to now and to give me just that one piece of advice. And because he gave me that advice, I decided not to retire from football. And it's crazy how in that, when, you, when I think about it, literally within months, I met my now wife, Carrie literally from a conversation where God telling me, don't settle here, move on. God has more for you. So he pieced together little things like that. And I was listening to Carrie and she uh, was just listening to some things that was awesome. And she talked about how God drips our purpose throughout our life. So with certain events in our life where he's dripping your purpose, he's showing you things that you're going to need. He's revealing your gift to you in bits and pieces. So uh, I love that. Uh, and I love when uh, he, he, he says, some things only make sense after the storm. 
Uh, and I love that because we all see the storm. We want to prepare. We want to go ahead. God, give us the plan so we can uh, we can go ahead and navigate and get out of this the perfect way. But many times, there's no perfect way to get out of it, but to go through it, to understand the lesson that's within the storm, to understand and, understand and feel what it feels like to be in something like that. Because only you have the strength, only you have the wisdom, only you have the things needed to not only get through this, but to go back and help other people get through that as well. So I love that. And that's one thing I love about books. Like people write books because they have been through things and they know people are going to go through those same things. So they share their experiences so that other people can have a guide, a blueprint to get through those same things as well. So that's why I love to read because I understand success leaves clues. We hear that all the time. And we think it's just some statement that's like, you know, we take for granted, but that is the truth. People have lived on this earth long before we was here, experienced things long before we have. And it's the reason that they wrote books to share their experience because they know you're going to experience similar things to them. So they left you the clues so for you to pick up and get through those things. Uh, and another thing that he said, what I thought, and it kind of goes along with that, he said, keep advancing without some answers. Uh, and I love that because me and Carrie, we can be very sporadic when we feel like God is pushing us towards something. Uh, it's hard to kind of reach out and ask people uh, and give you uh, wisdom. You can get the wisdom, but it's hard to ask people to, to give you answers to something that they have never seen. Like you can't ask somebody to give you direction to somewhere they've never been. So you have to trust God in those circumstances. You have to be willing to act on whatever it is he's put on your heart and just surround yourself with people who are going to give you that wisdom needed to like, okay, what, he, what has he done in the past for you similar to this? What did you do in that situation? And that's when he said, manage the seasons. Like when you go through seasons, don't just go through the season. What did you learn in the season? Because I promise you, there's going to be something within that season that you're going to need down the road. Go back and draw the experience and go back and draw the wisdom out of what you've been through so that you can use it in the future. And I'll just share uh, one last thing. And, uh, he said, God, God gave Job assurance about him. Uh, and I think I, I love that the most because we just listened to Sadie and we listened to just her whole foundation was built on just past wisdom from just grandparents to parents to role models to people who she look up to just asking questions getting answered getting the wisdom not only getting it but taking it and applying it and i love the one thing that she said and she said it all goes back to not her confidence within herself her confidence and her trust in god knowing that he is a good god knowing that he, he's going to order my steps knowing he's going to make good out of everything that goes wrong in my life and i love that because i think many times when we go through circumstances we tend to look at our circumstances as something that's coming against us, but it's not that. Like you said, when God asks you, when God is asking you a question, he's trying to get you to see something that he sees. He's trying to let you understand the answer is within. I'm going to give you a new perspective. I'm going to put on a new pair of glasses so that you can see these things. So uh, I just pray that you guys just take everything that you heard here today, everything that Chad and Joel has shared, and understand these are shared experiences. Like when we talk about these things, we're going to incorporate our stories because we've been there. You've been there. You just have to go back. You have to like reflect objectively. What did I learn and how can I use it today and understand everything that you went through? It has a purpose. And part of that purpose is for you to share. But also part of that purpose is for you to understand like you now have a you have a tool belt of wisdom a tool belt of everything that you need that you're going to need for other seasons that you have within your reach for you to use. Don't just get it to like not do anything with it. Use everything that you have and go out and share with others. So uh, this was a good one. And I thank you for sharing, Joe, because Pastor Darius is one of my favorites. I've been going through like this three-day uh, deal with him the past week. So I've been just super fired up about him anyway. So it's kind of funny to me that you brought him up because I'm like, I've been on this Darius damn pop. Because he just fits fire, man. So uh, thank you for sharing this with me. Thank you for sharing the real chat.
Talking about spitting fire, Bishop T. Young there just crushing it. So uh, I'm coming to you today playing the part of Youth Pastor J.D. So I'm about to preach a message as Youth Pastor J.D. And it's going to start with the, uh, the principle of perspective. I absolutely love this because it totally applies to your business. He says, where you sit determines what you see and what you see determines what you do. What do you see in your business? Do you have an abundance mindset? Guys, this is so important because if you have an abundance mindset and that's what you see, what you're going to do interacts exactly with that purpose. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to see things everywhere. You're going to see new customers. You're going to see new distributors. You're going to see the possibilities. On the flip side of that, if you're having a lack mindset, your lack perspective is going to cause you to not see that there's enough out there. So what you're going to do is you're not going to ask that person to be a customer. You're not going to ask that person to join your team. And eventually what's going to happen is you're going to lose that commitment and you're going to want to quit because of the things that you're not seeing. You know, when it comes to abundance mindset, I love this analogy. When you're looking for abundance mindset, it's like people with a lack mentality, They look at a pie and you have a slice of that pie, but your neighbor has a bigger slice of that pie, which means you're not going to be able to get a bigger piece because they have a bigger piece. That's where lack mentality is. When you have an abundance mindset, you don't care about the slice of the pie that you have because guess what? Tomorrow you're going to go bake another pie. You're going to go make more pies. That's what an abundance mindset is. So your perspective is totally going to influence the actions that you do. Uh, I love how Tay touched on the keep advancing even without answers, because if God thought you needed the answers that you think you need, he would give them to you. That was mind blowing to me. It's like, you're going to continue on without the answers, because if you needed the answers, he would have already given to you. What if you think what you need isn't what you actually need? God knows what you actually need, and he provides what you actually need, not what you think you need. So advance without the answer because the answer is in God. Don't use your gifts as a crutch. I love that part of the conversation. He said, you know, don't be more confident in your gifts and your abilities and your crutch than the person that gave you those. Your confidence needs to be in God, not in the gifts and the talents that he gave to you. Because in the story of Job, all of those things were taken away from him. And yet his confidence was still in God. And that's why he was able to see his way through. You're not seeing what God is seeing. I'm going to say that again. You're not seeing what God is seeing. He sees around the corner, you see to the corner. So even though you don't see where you're going, you trust where he's taking you because he knows your chapter 42 when you're on chapter 39. And we know that those who trust in him, he does all things for good. Even though you may be in the middle of uncertainty and ambiguity, He has certainty. So your trust shouldn't be in it. Your trust should be in him 
who has the certainty. Uh, I love the fact that he points this out. And if you guys can just grasp onto this and make it a foundational piece of what your understanding is. Satan had to stand in line to talk to God. He talks all this game about having all this power and all this control. Guys, he was waiting in the line to talk to God. He's like, take a number. He couldn't just go to the front of the line and have an audience with God. He had to wait his turn. So even though something bad happens to good people, God takes those things and turns them around for his good. I like how he explains why do things like that happen to people? Well, because of the fact that it rains on the good and the bad. So sometimes bad things happen to good people. But what we don't see is the hedge of protection around those people and around us that block the things that we haven't even seen. Because of your amazing faith and his amazing grace, you've been protected by things that could have derailed you and destroyed your life that you're not even aware of happening. I love Chad's example of, you know, being late to something and you're frustrated because you're late, you're not on time, and then you're driving down the street and you see that accident. If you were not delayed, if you didn't have that hedge, that could have been your accident. Next piece of foundational, get this in your head. Satan is after your commitment. Guys, that was that was uh, like the biggest asterisk star reminder I could find. Satan is after your commitment. He is trying to derail you by making you give up. He is sequential and cumulative so that he can wear you down. And when he wears you down, he weakens your resolve, which causes you to wane in your commitment. God has asked you for your commitment. So when it comes to this business, look at the things that are happening to you. The haters come out, the family, you know, things get disrupted in your household, you know, bills probably, things change, you know, all of this stuff comes at you sequentially and cumulatively. Like when Job was having everything go wrong, he said, the first guy shows up and tells him about his family. But then while he's telling him that, the next guy comes to tell him that all of his stuff has been stolen. Before that guy can finish, the other guy comes in. It was cumulative and it was sequential. And it was designed to wear him down so that he would weaken and say, nope, you're right, God, I curse you. Your commitment is what is going to get you through. You know, let's talk about this specifically in our business. You know, we know the seasons of our business. Right now is the low point of our business. But what we know, and this is, this is not by uh, chance, we know right now we're in a slow season. But what we also know is that in six weeks, what's going to happen? explosion because it happens every single year. So if you have the commitment during this part of the season, you will be blessed 
during the explosive part of the season. But this is the time when the enemy comes to sequentially and cumulatively wear you down during this season so that you will give up in that commitment. And if you give up in that commitment now, you'll miss out on the blessing that takes place at the beginning of the year. I hope you grab that. The next thing that I have, and this is kind of where I'll finish with, God doesn't give us certainty about it. He gives us certainty about him, and he will give you double for all of your trouble. I love that statement because what happened to Job was he was stripped of everything, but then God restored it double. God is a God of both and more and double. Guys, hopefully you took as many notes as we did. I mean, I see Chad taking notes. I see Tay taking notes. I was taking notes on, on their notes. God is good. God is for you. God is faithful. Go out and make it an amazing day. Share this with somebody. Tag somebody in this because this is something that could foundationally change their life. Go out and make it a good week, guys. We'll see you again soon.